Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Consultants Conversation. Today we are talking with Simon Bedard from Exit Advisory Group and we're talking about a very important topic and that is how to drive the value of your business. I know for one, I am keen to find out how to maximise the value of my business. So Simon, over to you. What tips and tricks can you give our listeners today? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Andy. It's, uh, it's great to be here. So, um, look, I guess uh, a lot of people that are listening to this may be asking themselves whether, you know, building the value of their company is really important at the moment. You know, there's a lot of people starting out. They've, you know, probably got a whole bunch of things they're trying to focus on. Um, so just, just to those people, look, I get where you're coming from. Um, what I would say to you is you should always be working on your business as well as in it, and you should always be working with the end in mind. And really, I guess we don't know what's around the corner. So... Building value in your company is not only great for one day if you do want to get out, but it also, you know, it tends to cover off on the same things that make your business a lot more profitable and a lot more enjoyable to run. So, um, so that's why I'd encourage everybody to take that sort of value focus. Um, and, and really that probably leads us into to really one of the first value drivers that we like to discuss, and that's um, what we call the owner's trap. And it's this, this situation where, you know, we all leave our jobs and good stable incomes and we start a company and we want to do it our way and we're full of passion and all that sort of stuff. And, and really most people do that because they want freedom and they start their company and then they soon you know, realize that they're actually trapped and they don't own a business, the business owns them. And you know, they're doing ridiculous hours and struggling to cope and often in those early years not making the money they want. So what um, we tend to look at with a lot of our clients is how do we manage that? How do we get our, the owner, the client, out of the day-to-day -day running of their business. You know, how do we let them rise above a lot of the daily sort of, you know, uh, out of the trenches, so to speak, and really work on their business? Um, because if you really do want to exit your business one day and you want to want it to be worth something, it needs to run without you. Um, you know, if all the IP sits with you and you have all the special source locked up in your mind, um, that's really hard to replicate. So. So that's probably the, the first thing. And look, there's lots of ways we can obviously help people and that's uh, to do that and that's a discussion for another day. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, keeping keep in mind how to get out of the owner's trap uh, would be the first. Um, the second thing I'd talk to people about is, you know, I think when I talk to people about valuations and, you know, people ask me what their company's worth, they tend to really focus on a lot of the numbers. You know, we've made this much revenue, that much profit. And, you know, numbers are always going to be a focus when you talk about valuation. Yeah. Um, probably the thing that people miss though is it's not just about the numbers you see on your P&L. It's actually about the quality of those numbers. And, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, a great example of a good quality revenue is, is when we start talking about recurring revenues. Um, you know, if you think about it, let's just say you did want to sell your company. You know, ultimately, somebody is buy, simply buying your future stream of profit. And what they do then is start discounting the value of that company based on all the risks that they see and all the variables that they see in that. So, um, so really what's happening, if you've got a business that goes out and, and signs up clients on contracts and has recurring revenues, monthly installments, you know, really this is why you're seeing a lot of subscription models booming all around the world at yeah. the moment, um, you know, nice regular contracted revenue, then what you're doing is you're taking out the guesswork. You're taking out the, the, the risk of where is our next dollar going to come from or our next uh, you know, payment coming from and, and even reducing risks around how you get paid because invariably a lot of these are set up on direct debits. You know, it takes away a lot of the, the risk around getting money and it takes away a lot of the runaround and time-consuming 
stuff you know that goes with running a business and so that that recurring revenue model is one of the biggest drivers of value you'll see in a company you know and if you have two companies that sit next to each other that do similar stuff one has let's just say more than 70 percent of its revenue is in some sort of recurring nature then you'll find that that business will be substantially you know value more valuable than than it's uh you know the comparative company yeah so um so yeah so thinking about how can you shape your business model so that you can build out some kind of recurring revenue model will be a massive difference and it'll also make your life a lot more enjoyable because you're not going to be so stressed about running those day-to-day -day items um the third item that I think is, is one we see a lot of is what we call concentration risk. And it really sits across three areas of your business. It's, it's your suppliers, your customers, and even your staff. So for example, um, if you've got a supplier that you are very much reliant on um, to deliver the services that, or goods that you sell, um, you know, that, that poses a risk to somebody wanting to buy your business. Yeah. So, you know, if that business was to go out of business or if they were to sell or had a material shift in their model and could no longer supply you, what will you do? You know, do you have the alternatives? Do you have um, other options to go to? Um, a bit of a, uh, and, and look, that flows through, of course, to your customers. Um, you know, are you uh, overly reliant on any one customer? And I know we've spoken about this, Andy, about, you know, particularly in the consulting world where people go out and they've got one fabulous client, they love them, great relationship, and they contribute a huge amount of their revenue. And then all of a sudden that client, something changes and they're gone. And, you know, what do they do now to replace that customer? And they may need three, four, five, ten customers to replace that one. So yes. that, that's a lot of hard work, right, just to get back to where you were. Yeah. Especially true in the consulting game. If you're a good consultant and you help grow a business, then they need to take on full-time staff. And suddenly all the good work you've done made them a massive company that goes and hires somebody else and you're back at square one without kind of your business anymore, basically. Absolutely. And sometimes they outgrow the requirement for the consultant in that area, right? So unless your um, offer is evolving and you're able to sort of scale with them, then invariably it's going to keep happening if you're good at your job. So, um, so it is an interesting one. And I guess, um, you know, to, to wrap that up, you know, in terms of the employees is really the last bucket. Um, you know, if you have one employee that holds an enormous amount of your IP, or if there's, um, they provide a bit of the secret sauce to what you do for your clients and that, that knowledge only sits with that person, then you've got some serious concentration risk. Um, you know, if something was to happen to that person, Everyone talks about them getting hit by a bus. I like to say, what if they won the lottery? You know, <laughs> they may not turn up tomorrow. So, um, so yeah, look, that's, that's another thing to think about. And of course, the answer to your employees is a little bit different to customers and suppliers in that you can answer the employee issue through more systems and processes and, you know, being able to document what they do and how they do it. So there's probably an easier solution there than resolving customers and suppliers. Um, just on, on that, and to, to, I guess to wrap that point up, Andy, um, as a bit of a rule of thumb for people while they're out there, we tend to talk to our clients about not having more than 15% revenue coming from any one client. Um, now, that's really the golden rule. Anything 15% and below you know, is, is considered really best in class. Um, you know, once you get up to about 25, it starts to raise a bit of a red flag. And when you see people with their biggest client, more than 50% of the revenue, you've got a problem. So, um, so that's just a little bit of guide, yeah. guidance for people to think about. Good to know. I mean, so let's just take it back to kind of, I'm starting a business. Mm. 
do I need to be planning to sell it on day one? As in like, do I need to be thinking about what is the future of this business? And is that kind of, you know, is that something that typically people are thinking like, or is it a, a mindset you're just trying to get more out there in the world? Yeah, look, it's a really good question. And it's, and it's sometimes it's just tweaking the words almost slightly because I, I talk to a lot of people who say to me, look, I love my business and I never want to sell it. You know, it's, it's a part of who I am and what I do, etc. Um, and, and what I'd say to that is, look, that's, that's great. You know, this is not about saying you have to prepare your company for sale by day one because you're going to do it. We took more about building a sellable company as opposed to you are building it to sell within a certain time frame. Um, because once again, I mean, the features that we're talking about here and, and certainly the three examples we've touched on, um, even if you don't want to sell your business, those three aspects are going to make your business really profitable and really enjoyable to run. And, and you may get to a point one day that, you know, when you do exit, and let's be clear on this, right? We all exit, right? At yeah. one point, you either do it in a nice planned fashion or you go out feet first. And um, so, I, you know, I'm the, you know, let's plan for this kind of event because we know it's happening type person. Um, but look, exit means different things to different people. And if one day you want to hand down your company to your kids or put management in place, whatever, you know, exit means to you, the core drivers of value we're talking about are going to make that process a lot easier and, as I say, a lot more profitable along the way. So, Okay, great. Well, we're just coming up to the end of our time here, but what I'm going to do is just ask you, as I've asked everybody we've recently we've been talking to, is just what kind of, what's your kind of one top tip that you could give to the people out there? What's the one thing that if they come away with this from nothing else because they got distracted by something while they were listening, what's that last point that they can just stick in their head and, and take with them for the rest of the day? Well, I think the thing I'd remind people of is that, that life's full of twists and turns and the unexpected, right? And so, it, you know, you should be working with the end in mind. And if you don't have an end game to why you're in business, um, then, you, then give some thought to that because, you, you know, none of us are, are born to business. We're born to live, right? And so your business should be a vehicle to give you the life you want. So start thinking about what life you want and then you can start building a business to actually deliver that. All right, great. Well, thanks very much for your time and um, thanks everybody for listening. And as always, I hope you carry on the conversation. Thanks. <laughs>